Yeah, thank you. Thank you, preacher. Job chapter 14. If you have a Bible with you, Job chapter 14. It's a blessing to be here. Appreciate the invite and the good uh, testimony and the good singing. Glad to have my wife uh, with me tonight. Uh, 43 years uh, been married to her. Next to getting saved, best thing ever happened to me. And, uh, and meeting her and God putting us together and uh, blessing our life all these years. I'm a member of Faith Independent Baptist Church in White Pine, Tennessee. That's about 40 minutes northeast of Pigeon Forge off of Exit 8. Our son, we got one son, he's 40 years old. He's our pastor and uh, he's been there about four years. The Lord's blessed him and good things is happening. And uh, we're proud of that. I think the right kind of pride. I'm, amen. I think that's the right kind of pride when you uh, get to sit under your boy preaching. He's a great preacher. So if you're ever up there on vacation and and you, uh, it's a church day. Most Baptists don't go to church on vacation. But if you're one of the exceptions, you come by and visit with us. Amen. You enjoy it. And I do a prison ministry. I've been doing prison work for uh, almost uh, 31 years, and I pastored Baptist Church. I tried to for 10 years. I give up, went to jail. <laughs> Hallelujah. They don't walk out on you there. And you don't have to vote on anything. Praise yeah. God. What a blessing. But all kidding aside, I've, I've been, the Lord's been good, good to me. I'll read a very familiar verse. I won't bore you with a whole bunch of uh, news briefs, whatever you want to call them. Uh, everybody here probably knows this verse in Job 14, verse 1. And Job said, Man that is born of a woman is a few days and full of trouble. Father, we ask you in Jesus' name, you bless us and use us tonight like you have the rest of the service. Help us, Lord, uh, make this as clear as we can. And we pray the Spirit of God would try to push me out of the way and take hold here and give me liberty now just to little while and help us, Lord, be able to be a blessing to this dear brother that's trusted us to come here and these that's gathered. And then, Lord, uh, we want to be pleasing to thee. We ask you to help us do that. In Christ's name, amen and amen. I asked the preacher about the time because this is a little long, and I'm not really always that long. But So you bear with me, okay? I thought I'd warn you up front. That it's got a little time to it, amen, and uh, amen. If you get tired, just lean over and take a nap. I'll still be going when you wake up. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, kidding aside, we all, you know, we've heard so much, lots of preaching on this man, Job, you know, and, and you could literate it. You know, one fellow said he was crippled by bankruptcy and crushed by bereavement and covered with balls and cursed by his bride and criticized by the brethren. That would pretty be pretty good uh, definition of what happened to Job. And Job's life is uh, seemingly going by very quick. It's getting away from him. It looks to him like he's, it's going to go. And Job said, man that is born of a woman is a few days and full of trouble. Most of the time we put the emphasis on the full of trouble. And life is full of trouble, amen. Uh, uh, amen. Whether you're saved or unsaved, it rains on the just and the unjust. And getting saved that makes us exempt from the heartaches everybody else goes through, but we don't have to make the trip alone. Amen. We got somebody to help us. <clears throat> but I don't want to preach on that part. He said, Man that is born of woman is a few days. Now, I want to preach on that, just how brief, how short life is. Uh, amen. James 4 said, What is your life? It's like a vapor that appeared for just a little while vanished away. Before he said that, though, he talked about somebody said, I'm going to go into such a city, continue there a year, buy and sell and get gain. Whereas you know not what your, uh, your life is. It's like a vapor that appeared for just a little while and vanished away. Amen. What they were doing was making plans outside the Lord. Amen. Leaving him out, just like they had control on how much time they had. Amen. Very brief. Uh, three score, ten, four score because of strength. Amen, 78 years, uh, uh, amen, is not a ripple in the pond compared to eternity. Amen, I'm 72 years old. That's not the end of the world, but I can see it from here. Amen, hallelujah, amen. And uh, my mother died, she's 78. My dad was 77. I know my mother's 77, my dad's 76. 
My older brother died when he was 60. My sister's older than me. She died 72. I got a brother younger than me. And uh, if that has anything to do with my longevity, uh, time, I don't have much time. Amen. Uh, amen. Don't look at me. It's not an encouraging message, by the way. I'll just tell you. It's uh, Amen. Uh, but truth of the matter is, the uh, Bible said in Ecclesiastes chapter 12, remember the, thy creator in the days of the youth before the evil days come, is you have no pleasure in them. If you're already kind of depressed, that's not the best place to go in your Bible. It talks about your teeth falling out, eyesight getting dim, hearing going bad, uh, legs getting weak, uh, weak, and every little thing being a burden, you go back to the dust. It, it, it's not going to lift you up, amen. Uh, young people, you won't think much about it, but there will be a day when you don't jump out of bed. You'll get out in sections. You want to make make sure what's popping ain't breaking. That's just how it is. And it'll get tired. You'll get tired before you... Before you know it, Amen, uh, Amen. Joe, uh, Pro, uh, Proverbs twenty nine one uh, said, "He that being off the roof proved and hard his neck shall suddenly be destroyed, and that without remedy." I think it's Proverbs twenty seven one. Uh, uh, Boast thyself not of another day, for you know not what another day may bring forth. You don't have a promise of tomorrow. Uh, he said, when you hear my voice, harden not your heart, for today is the day of salvation. Now is the safety time. Uh, you can only get in when he's speaking to you. Amen. We only get in when he's drawing you. Jesus said, no man can come to me except the Father who sent me. Draw him. Uh, you can't hardly explain that, but he has to get a hold of you. He don't make you get saved, but he's got to make you want to. Amen. I can't explain all that. I'm just glad I got in. Ain't you? You ever wonder why he didn't get saved before he got saved? I never did think about it until I thought about it. Miss some of you right there. Hallelujah. Amen. I don't try to figure all that out. I just thank God I got in. Amen. Uh, you figure it out. But here, you know, you read this thing here. Uh, uh, he talks about it in Ephesians 5. Awake thou that sleepest, arrive from the dead. Christ shall give thee light. See that you walk circumspect and not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, for the days are evil. Be not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord. Uh, amen. Uh, amen. Then he said, Be not drunk of wine, where he said, But be filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourself, psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, singing, make me as unto the Lord, and everything give thanks unto God uh, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Submitting yourself one to another in the fear of God. Uh, wives, submit yourself to your own husband as unto the Lord, for the husband, the head of the wife, even as Christ, the head of the church. Uh, therefore, as the church is subject to Christ, so let the wife be to her husband and everything. Ain't a woman in here believe that verse but it's in the Bible hallelujah and then it says husband love your wives Christ also loved the church gave himself for it he might sanctify it and cleanse it by the, with the washing of the water by the word that he might present himself a glorious church having not spot nor wrinkle any such thing but he should be holy without blemish so ought men to love his own wife amen and, and you know those things but here Job talking about how brief life is uh, you know the critics of the bible they hate the book of genesis uh, and they deny god's creation and how god made everything that is uh, they deny that and they deny the bible because of this book here uh, they have a hard time believing that all these things that happened to job could possibly happen to one man uh, amen but this book doesn't say there was a man from the land of oz uh, it said there was a man from the land of us uh, this book's not a fairy tale foolishness uh, but this book is a fact like the rest of the bible this all happened to this man uh, and in his mind his life is getting away and looks like it's about over for him uh, amen and here uh, I'm preaching tonight and I might have picked the wrong message uh, but I'm too far into it to back out now uh, truth of the matter is uh, you know I used to work at the funeral home somewhat like pastor of Baptist church uh, I used to work there and sometimes you know you're there the, they don't have any business thank God amen uh, and, but you know you sit around there and you collect insurance uh, money uh, and uh, you, you folks would come in and you'd just try to be friendly and talk to them. Uh, amen. Whatever uh, discussion. And, 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 and you just seem like, amen, everything's wonderful. And just a few days later, you'd be picking them up in a hearse. And you just can't hardly get over the fact, hey, I just saw them. They just come by a couple of days ago. And, and we, we had a good time fellowshipping. And now they're phew, gone. Never get used to that. Never get used to that. Uh, Job's life is getting away. Uh, and we know here that time is short 
and trouble is sure, uh, no matter how long you live, amen. Uh, I want you to try, I want to try to, uh, to illustrate on how brief life is according to the book of Job. Uh, look over in chapter 7, if you would, uh, amen, chapter 7, I believe it is, uh, Job speaking, talking about how brief life is, how fast it seems to be getting away from him. Uh, here in Job chapter 7, verse 6, uh, he said, my days are swifter than a weaver shuttle uh, and are spent without hope. Uh, here Job talking about this shuttle with this movement uh, speaks of the creations of our life. Uh, what are we putting together? Uh, amen. Uh, kind of like this shuttle. If you've ever seen one of them old time shuttles uh, where that weaver's turning that wheel uh, and he's feeding that material into that shuttle uh, and that shuttle's going back and forth somewhat fast. Uh, amen. Kind of like the days of our life. Uh, we was up this morning, probably 536. Uh, it's already dark. This day's about over. Uh, the shuttle's moving back and forth. And, and uh, the, the weaver, uh, uh, God's putting things in our life, treasures, time, talents, uh, Send us through some trials and, and, and tribulations. Uh, he's uh, using that uh, like the days of our life. And, and uh, my question is tonight, as your days swiftly come and go, uh, uh, in those old days, uh, in those old shuttles, uh, uh, they move somewhat slow compared to the garment makers of our day. Uh, our garment makers of our day uh, computerize, uh, turn out hundreds of thousands of garments a day. In other words, when you get a little older, uh, things seem to pick up exponentially. That's just a fancy word for fast. Uh, hallelujah. Amen. I had to look at up like some of y'all going to when you get home. Uh, but truth of the matter is, it's going by real fast. That's the way it is. Uh, life just seems to pick up. Uh, my question is tonight, and I know this is a good church and you love the Lord, uh, but what are you creating? Uh, what are you putting together uh, as the days of your life swiftly come and go uh, like the movement of this shuttle? Uh, those garment makers, they made those garments uh, to cover somebody's nakedness, uh, bring some warmth and comfort uh, on a cold night. Uh, we live in a cold, uh, ugly world. Uh, Amen. Uh, I like to think that God uh, was using my life uh, to be a comfort. Uh, uh, amen. Uh, to try to help somebody uh, in this cold, ungodly world. Uh, soon the shuttle's going to shut down. Uh, the weaving will be all over. Uh, and what we've done for the Lord, it'll be over. Uh, I do want to create something uh, with what little time I got left. Uh, hallelujah. Amen. Uh, that'll help somebody and not hurt somebody. Uh, so many people in our church and out of our churches, uh, they just lollygagging along, uh, amen, uh, just doing their thing, uh, doesn't act like it means anything, but God's going to cause us to give account for what time uh, uh, that we've had uh, and what we've done with our life, am I doing any good right here, uh, hallelujah, we spoke about the shuttle, uh, with its movement uh, which speaks to the creation of our life, uh, also in chapter 7, in verse 7, uh, in verse 7 he said, oh remember my life is when my eyes shall no more see good, uh, talk about the shuttle with its movement, here he talks about the wind with its motion uh, which speaks to the causations of our life. Uh, you ever heard anybody say you see the wind blowing the other day? Uh, you've never seen the wind blow in your life. Uh, you've only seen the results uh, where it's blowed by, the leaves ruffling. Uh, amen. Uh, nothing like a good cool breeze uh, on a hot day when you're working hard. Uh, that's a blessing. Uh, but the same wind that can blow by uh, 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 amen be a blessing. Uh, sometimes hurricanes and tornadoes uh, come through neighborhoods. Uh, wipe out homes, uh, kill people. Uh, that's not a blessing. That's a burden. Uh, let me ask you something as you blow by like a gust of wind. Uh, that's what Job said. Just like a gust of wind. Uh, you're here and you're gone. Uh, amen. Uh, what are you doing? Uh, are you a blessing? Are you a burden? Uh, amen. Children, obey your parents in the Lord for this is right. Uh, honor thy father and thy mother which is the first commandment of promise that it may be well with thee. Thou mayest live long on earth. Uh, my boy's my pastor now when he was little. Uh, he looked like Opie Taylor. Uh, that's the only youngin' we got. We love him. Uh, he said one time, he said, Dad, what does that verse mean? Uh, oh, I honor your father and your mother uh, as you might live long on earth. Uh, I said, Son, uh, seeing you can't get it in the plain English, uh, let me give it to you in the Hebrew and the Greek. Uh, that simply means you don't do what I say, I'm going to slap your brains out. Uh, that's pretty much how it is. Uh, your life's going to go away. I'm doing it good here. Uh, some of y'all need to smile. That'd help me right there. Uh, but truth of the matter is, uh, uh, Job compared life... Uh, and the span of life just like a what are you causing is you are you a blessing to your mom and dad are you a blessing to this church are you a burden 
Amen. I was a rebel when I was lost. I was lost. A lost boy, a lost man. Amen. My mom and dad weren't Christians, and I don't blame all that on them. They did what sinners do, but we as rebels. Amen. And if you don't honor your father and your mother, your life's going to be shortened. Amen. So I'm just trying to make a point here. I'm ashamed of all that. I hate it. I hate I was like that. But I cannot roll the clock back. It's a done deal. But I still have some time. Amen. Amen. I'd rather be a cool breeze on a sweaty brow than a burden along the way. I'd rather be a blessing as a burden. What time? Just you'll be gone. Amen. I know young people don't think much when you preach on that stuff, but I think about it. I remember when I was lost. Amen. You remember when you was in school, some of us older fellas, you got off school for three months, three whole months. Amen. And they just, and then you're back to jail, I mean, school again. About the same thing, amen. Those nine months, they just seemed like they would never go by. You know, the only thing I thought about when I was about 14, 15 year old, getting a driver's license, just a little lost boy. Then you got about 15 or 15 and a half, got your learner's permit. Uh, amen. Uh, hallelujah. Uh, and if you found anybody left their keys in the car, you're going to practice with their car. Uh, hallelujah. Uh, that's the neighborhood we live in. Uh, amen. But true, man, then you become 16, you got to drive. Lost boy, that's exciting. Amen. I'm 72 year old. Uh, sometimes I, I drive 60 or 70 thousand miles a year. Uh, I despise it. It's not exciting no more. Uh, if I had my way, I'd do away with speed limits. Uh, amen. No driver's license, no insurance. Everybody driving their own wrist. Uh, but you can't do that. Amen. Uh, you got the laws of the land. But the truth of the matter is, uh, how am I doing right here? Amen. I don't know if it's helping you or not. I'm doing the best I can. You ought to get up here and try this. Hallelujah. See how you do it. But the truth of the matter is, uh, spoke about the wind. You know, if the wind stopped this motion, there's life in the motion of the wind, natural life. The wheat fields would die. The corn fields would die. You would smother to death. Amen. There's life, natural life, in the motion of the wind. Jesus talking to Nicodemus in John chapter 3. There was a man of the Pharisee named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews, same came to Jesus by night, said, I'm Rabbi, we know that our teacher come from God, but no man can do these miracles thou do except God be with. And Jesus said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said, How can a man be born when he's old? Can he enter in second time in his mother's womb and be born? Uh, and Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a man uh, uh, be born of the water and the spirit, he cannot enter in the kingdom of God. For that which is flesh is flesh, that which is spirit and spirit marvel not that I say you must be born again the wind bloweth with it listen now here's the sign up but can't tell whence it cometh or whether it goeth so is everyone that's born of the spirit no more than you could breathe if God stopped his natural wind no more can you get your breath spiritually unless the wind of the Holy Ghost blows by where you're at amen there's life in the motion of the wind amen amen what are you causing amen and the wind with its motion speaks of the causation. What are you causing with your life? Is it whew, swiftly moving? Am I doing any good here? Then uh, you see here in chapter 7, verse 9, uh, we spoke about the shuttle and its movement, the wind with its motion. And then in verse 9 of chapter, as a cloud is consumed and vanished away, so he that goeth down to the grave shall come up no more. Here he speaks about the cloud with its mystery, which speaks of the configurations of our life. What do people see as you lift this? My boy's grown now and and, and, and he said, Dad, you make me sound like I was so, a little slow or something uh, when you tell this story. But when he was little, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, my wife sometimes, like your wife, gets a little bored and says, we, we need to go on a few days vacation. Amen. And, and you know, you go because it's cheaper than paying alimony. So you go. Hallelujah. Trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happily married but to trust and obey. You say, I'm the boss around here. You just keep telling me how you are. You'll be eating free cheese at the mission house when that lawyer gets done with you. Two matter is, huh? Amen. So, yeah, you know, and, and I say, well, I, I really ain't got no money to spare. She said, oh, yeah, I've seen you rat holding that money. <laughs> That's my gun money. You got a gun. I've seen a bigger one. <laughs> You don't have to hang stuff on the wall. It's just fun to blow them up, ain't it? Hallelujah. Just kill it. Hallelujah. But two matter is, so you go because you're trying to be a good dad and, and a good husband. She says, let's take him to Disney World. <laughs> God, <help us. laughs> you can see all them kind nowadays over at Walmart. You don't have to go down there. <laughs> well, you know, it's uh, five or 600 miles where I live. That takes me two days. 
Amen. Now, some of y'all work public work, get two weeks off, and you drive somewhere, it takes you two, three days to get there, two, three days back. And, amen. You spend your whole time uh, with road rage. That's about what it is. But you're going, you know, and young, young and see things that we don't see. They have an imagination. And you're going down the road, got all this stuff in there, got that boy in the back, and, and hey, man, and, and uh, you're about 30 miles from the house, and he'll say, Dad, are we there yet? Are we about there yet? You reach back there and slap him four or five times because you're so happy about going. Shut up, boy, I'll tell you when we get there. But you know, all kids aside, you know, they see things that we don't see. And uh, he was just little then, and he'd say, uh, he's, he's looking at this cloud formation, and he said, Dad, there's a horse in there. And, you know, you get in the center of the road, make sure your car's in the center of the road because you don't want to ignore him. And by the time you turn to look for what he saw, the wind has changed that formation. And you say, where's it at, son? And he said, it was, it was right there, Dad. That's how time gets away. It, it was. Well, I wish I could go right back there and do that right. I wish I hadn't done that back then. I wish that hadn't messed up like that, but it's gone. Am I doing any good here? Y'all been to Disney World? Some of you look like you've been there this week. <laughs> Amen. It was about $65 a head when I went down there. Paid $65 to go in a place, look at a, dog, a guy dressed up in a dog suit called Goofy. <laughs> He's not Goofy. You're the Goofy one, isn't that right? Amen. Y'all been there? Then they want to ride you ate, ate three of them hot dogs, been under that sun lamp too many days. Cold, cold, it costs you $48. That's a sin. And then they say, let's ride Space Mountain. That's that roller coaster in the dark. Anybody in there makes you throw up the hot dogs in the cold. <laughs> wonderful time, wonderful time. Hallelujah. <laughs> you can come out cheaper by going to church. Hallelujah. But too many as you know, that's the way it is. No sooner you get a hold of it, how serious it is, you'll be saying, right there, right there it was. Right there it was. Where he spoke about this shuttle with this movement. The wind with its motion, the cloud with its mystery. Then in chapter 9, chapter 9, here he speaks of, in verse 25, he said, Now my days are swifter than a post. They flee away and see no good. He spoke about the shuttle with its movement, the wind with its motion, the cloud with its mystery. Here he speaks about the post with his message, which speaks of the communication. By what are we saying with our life? He said, we're the lie of the world. He said, we're the salt of the earth. Us. Amen. What are we saying? Amen. This is not oak, uh, oak, oak posts or locust posts. Uh, this is where we get our word postman from. Amen. Uh, and and uh, when you say that, you know, you're, you're postman, uh, Job knew a lot about postmen, about messengers, uh, communication. Everything he got was all bad news. Uh, his kids was all killed, livestock wiped out. Balls all over his body, sitting in sackcloth and ashes, scraping his body and them sores with broken pieces of pottery. Job knew something about bad news. Amen. Uh, bad news. Uh, amen. Uh, these are not locust posts. Open. It speaks about postmen. Uh, you know my post person, amen, sometimes it's a man, sometimes it's a woman, uh, says a lot of things to me without ever communicating with me. You live somewhere as long as I have you. You, you, especially if you do a mission work, <laughs> amen, you get real sensitive to the mailman. You're looking for good news from a far country. Y'all get my drift here? You get my drift, preacher? Got my drift. Hallelujah. That's all I'll say about that. <laughs> I ain't going to get no help anyhow, so I thought I'd say it. <laughs> Truth of the matter is, you know, you, I live down in a hole in the subdivision. I have to go out the same way you come in. And you can hear them. Most of them tore their muffler off or something, you know, and you can hear them. You know about what time of day they're coming. And by that time, you think, well, here he comes, here she comes. So you say, I'll take the trash out. You'll get the trash and get it going to go out. About the time you go out the door, uh, that, that post person, man or woman, whatever, is pulling away from the mailbox. That's the way life is. Just about as soon as you hear it coming, as soon as you get hold of how serious it is, it'll be pulling off the scene. You know, my post person says a lot to me without ever saying anything to me. Sometimes I go to the mailbox, somebody's uh, got a little burden for me, maybe sent me a little gas money, whatever. That's good news. I go back up the driveway happy. <laughs> but sometimes I forget about an insurance payment or some tax I owe. Amen. <laughs> Especially with this outfit we got now. But you remember, I'll leave that alone. Amen. But 
that's not good news, but they've never got mad at the post person. They just bring in the mail. Amen. That's all we do. We try to bring the mail. Amen. People get mad. Sometimes it makes us feel good. Sometimes it makes us feel bad. Don't get mad at us. We just deliver the mail. You say something to your neighbors, and some of them you probably never really get to talk to verbally. Some of them maybe don't want you bothering them. Some of them's uh, not around much. You don't get sued. But they're watching you. You're communicating to them. On Sunday morning, you say something to them. You let them know what's the most important thing for you and your family as they see you going out the driveway headed to church. Yeah. Amen. On Sunday night, uh, amen, Sunday night. This is a great crowd for Sunday night. Uh, our church does pretty good as far as the number percentage-wise, but a lot of folks don't think it's uh, no big deal for not coming on Sunday. But you, they know they know you claim to be a Christian, and most Christian, non-Christian know that Sunday night uh, amen. I got saved on Sunday morning, showed back up on Sunday night, for I knew it was a sin not to be there. James 4 said, for him to know do good, do it not to him, it's a sin. They didn't even count you being saved where I got saved till you showed up on Wednesday. Amen. I, and I didn't know, it was, some of them believed you could lose it. Some in our church believed it was forever. I didn't know how long it was going to last. But I knew one thing, as weak as I've been as a sinner, if you could lose it for laying out on Wednesday night, I sure didn't want to go to hell for just laying out on Wednesday night. So I showed up. Hallelujah. They said, he get in. Don't know he ain't been here on Wednesday. Some folks are questioning some of y'all. Amen. Hallelujah. We'll leave that alone. Amen. But too many, you're saying something to them. You're communicating to them. They know what's real to you, what's important to you. Yeah. Hey, man, what are you saying? Because soon it ain't going to be long. You're going to be pulling off the scene. Well, is this doing any good? Yeah. Amen. Well, let me hurry here. I am trying to hurry. Amen. My wife said, that's a long message. That's all right. Amen. I'm getting along pretty good because I ain't getting no help, and I'm trying to get over it myself. Hallelujah. But here, here also in chapter 9, in verse, uh, verse uh, 26, uh, it said he passes away. Uh, he, so he passed away. They are passed away as the swift ships. He spoke about the shuttle with his movement, the wind with his motion, the cloud with his mystery, the post after him. Here he speaks about the ship with its merchandise which speaks of the commission or the cargo God's entrusted us with. These are not ocean-going vessels. These are not cruise ships. These are small barge-like boats that go up and down rivers and canals. They pull in one port, either load cargo, uh, amen, or unload cargo. Right now, you and I in this earthly port, it ain't going to be long. We're going to pull out this earthly port and pull in that eternal port. There ain't nothing going to get off in that eternal port that we did not load up here in this earthly port. Uh, nothing got off the ark uh, after the flood that wasn't on there before the flood. Uh, and you and I know when you get saved, uh, uh, we don't ever have to be condemned uh, as a guilty sinner again. Uh, I got saved 1974 uh, on a Sunday morning. Uh, amen. Uh, and, uh, and I'm not proud of this, but early that morning I was in a dope house in a housing project apartment doing what drug addicts do on Sunday morning, trying to get over the shakes from doing dope on Saturday night. And I was over there trying to score uh, and get, get, get high on that stuff. And the Holy Ghost, uh, the Holy Ghost come over in that dope house where I was at. Uh, amen. Somebody said, God don't speak to sinners. You, ought to, you better pray to God he speaks to you. Uh, but I didn't know what was going on. Uh, I was ashamed of my sin. I was sick of what it was. Uh, but I was hung up. I couldn't get loose. Uh, and the Spirit of God uh, come over there on that Sunday morning and in my mind, sitting there trying to get loaded, uh, the Spirit of God uh, said to me, and I didn't know who it was then I do now. He said, David, uh, put the dope down. Put the booze down. Uh, and if you'll go right now, you get over at the church where your mom and Paul's at before the service is over. Uh, that's not normal thinking uh, for a sinner. Uh, I got to weeping. I, I thought I was having a nervous breakdown. Uh, I didn't know nothing about what meant to be saved. I'd heard about it, but I didn't know. Uh, amen. I struggled with that for a pretty good while, trying to get high. Uh, and finally, I turned around them old boys in that place, and I said about 20 minutes after 11, I said, boys, I see you. Uh, I, I had hair down here, uh, a pair of bell-bottomed preachers on with patches on them, uh, a T-shirt with a PC 
sign on it. Needle tracks in both my arms, the smell of whiskey, be on my breath, on my way to hell. I said, fellas, I'll see you. They said, where you going, Ep? I said, I'm going to church. They said, why? I said, I don't know why. They said, you must be stoned. I thought to myself, stone drunk or crazy. I'm sick of all this. I didn't know I was going to get saved, but something had a hold of me, thank God. Amen. I walked in Fairview Bible Baptist Church at 1130. Singing was over. Preacher Winston was a preacher. And all these people in heaven tonight. Amen. And when I walked in the door, there's probably 200, 250 people, 500 eyeballs. All of them looked at me, seemed like. They said, he's back, he's back. I'd been there the Sunday before to please my grandma. I'm glad I got back. Hallelujah. My grandpa and grandma was sitting there. My grandpa been shot in the face, just had one eye, had a gold-plated tooth. His toughest shoe later, leather even after he got saved. He didn't show much emotion, but when something really struck him just right, that tooth was shining in the light. And that day it was a-going. He's a-weeping, I was a-weeping. About half the church was a-weeping. I sat down he said, boy, we're glad you're here. I said, I'm glad I'm here. Hey, and the preacher got done preaching. I'd been around it enough to know when he got done, they didn't have to sing three sad songs by the Do-Right Quartet to get me to move. He said, would anybody like? I got up out of that pew, fell on my face. About 40 people gathered around me praying. They didn't show me 45 verses of the book of Daniel, Revelation, try to explain that to me. Hallelujah. But when I got up off my knees, my little old grandma was doing that. Thank God Almighty. I'm feeling a little better now. Hallelujah. Amen. Somebody said you pray the sinner's prayer. I guess I did. Every prayer that I've ever prayed was a sinner's prayer. What I know about a sinner's prayer? You come down the Romans Road. No, I drove down Marguerite Drive. I knew he's a savior. I knew I was a sinner. I was ashamed of my sin. God saved me. Washed all my sin away. Hallelujah. Never to be condemned. Therefore now no condemnation in Christ. Who ought not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus cleanses from all the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do is weak through the flesh. God sinning his only son in the likeness of sinful flesh of sin. Condemned sin in the flesh. Hallelujah. God took that condemnation off me. Washed my past, present, possible sins away. Imputed his righteousness to me. Sealed me with the Holy Spirit upon that very second. Matter of fact, he did all that before I ever got up. Because I believe with all my heart. I repented before I knew what repentance was. Gave me eternal life. And I've been on my way to heaven ever since. Hallelujah. Where, where was I at? Got off my notes. I don't know what to do now. <laughs> hey, I don't have to worry about that. But as a Christian. I mean, we all know this. This is a premillennial church. If you ain't now, you will be when you get to heaven. <laughs> You'll believe just like I do when you get to heaven. Because I know I'm right. Just ask me. Well, I believe in the rapture. Titus 2.11, for the grace of God to bring salvation, appeared to all men, teaching us to deny an ungodly world of us. We should live soberly, righteous, and godly in this presence, looking for that blessed hope. Glorious appearance, the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us, he might redeem us from all nature, purify himself of peculiar people, zealous of good works. Peculiar. Y'all look at me like I'm a little peculiar. Some of y'all look a little weird yourself. Peculiar, that means we're different anybody. Amen, we're looking for him. We're not standing up and gazing in the sky. We know in our heart he's coming. Amen. First Thessalonians 4.13, Paul said, I'm not happy to be ignorant brethren. So there must be some ignorant brethren. And I don't say that being mean. Uh, they're willfully ignorant. Amen. General judgment believers, post-millennial mid-trippers. I'm a premillennialist. Amen. Somebody said, you, you know who the Antichrist is? Don't want to know who he is. I'd have to become a mid-tripper if I knew who he was. I'm going out on the first boat, ain't you? Hallelujah. I'm leaving. You're going to catch us out of here. In the moment between your life, it happened tonight. All them loved ones you know, you've been buried, that were saved, they're getting up. You and I that's uh, alive, Somebody said, don't make no difference if I'm alive or in the grave when he comes. Well, I'd rather be alive than you. I'm not interested in that dying business. Somebody said, I ain't afraid to die. I said, how you know you ain't tried that yet? <laughs> ain't that right? Wouldn't be so bad if you was more in your yard, somebody just got careless and you wouldn't look and hit you in the back, knocked you into heaven. But if you see the truck coming, that's another story. Isn't that right? <laughs> hey, man, if you're alive, you may save you at least $10,000 unless you get cremated or something. Burial bill. 
They call my house and try to sell me a barrel. <laughs> I hang up. I figure if I go before she does, let her next man pay the bill. The bum got all my money anyhow. Let him pay the bill anyhow. Some of y'all need to smile. They didn't send a grin, amen. Hey, what was I at before I got silly? I think it was going pretty good until I got goofy there, amen. Two matter is, we're leaving here. If it happened tonight, if you're not saved, because you've received not the love of the truth, you might be saved, but this cause God's going to send you strong delusion. You believe lies. Y'all might be damned who believe not the truth, but have pleasure in righteousness. I actually believe there'd be people sitting in our kind of churches that have this about to get saved, but they didn't. Put it off. Maybe tomorrow, do it later. Everybody gone. You'll be shook up for a little while. But the news media and the government and everybody else, amen. Am I doing there? You'll take the mark of the beast. You'll be one of the first ones that does. Amen. They done got us programmed for that. This COVID thing, you know, so I ain't taking the mark. You run around with a mask. <laughs> it wouldn't help you anyway. Well, that went over real big. Anyhow, let me leave that alone. I mean, y'all still out there? <laughs> Messed it up, didn't I? But two men it is. Amen. We, they've got us. Well, where was I at? My wife ain't praying right now to help me. But two men it is here. Uh, we're going to give account not for our sin, but our cargo. If we build on gold, silver, precious stone, wood, hay, and stuff, every man's work should be made manifest. For the day should declare, should be revealed by fire, and the fire shall work. What sort of any man's work shall abide which he built on, he shall receive reward. But if any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss, himself be saved, yet shall live by fire. Amen. Now, little children, abide in him, that when he shall appear, he may have confidence, not be ashamed before him is coming. If you know he's righteous, you know that everyone that doeth righteous is born in him. Behold, what man of love the Father has sold upon us, that we should be called the sons of God, and the world knows us not, because he knew him not. But of now, with the Son of God, doth not yet appear what we should be. But we know when he shall appear, we shall be like him. For we see, see him as, and every man have this hope in him, purify himself, even as he's pure. That's why we have church, live in a dirty world, get dirty during the week. Come in the house of God. God takes a lot of his work, shows us where the dirt, and then by the washing of the water, he purges us. Amen. That we won't have to be ashamed if Jesus come before the morning comes. I believe that's right. Well, let me hurry. Amen. I parked on that too long, a bunch of that nonsense, but that's just in me. I mean, I have a good time. Amen. Some folks act like it's a sin to have a good time. I, I try to have a good time with <laughs> Amen. I have seen some days I couldn't smile. And the joy was gone. So I try to take advantage of it any time I get a chance. Well, let me hurry. Let me, I keep talking here. He spoke about the shuttle with his movement, the wind with his motion, the cloud with his mission, the post after his message, the ship with their merchandise. But here also in chapter 9, there passed away as the swift ships, as the eagle that hastens to his prey. Here he speaks about how life is so brief or so fast going by. He said about this eagle after its meal, which speaks of the concerns of our life. What's important to us? as we whew, swiftly blow by. I was helping build a house some years ago and uh, on the lake up there where I live, big old fancy home, putting a roof on it, we were. and I'd never seen an eagle uh, loose in the wild. I've seen them in them big nets and you'd go view them, but I'd never seen one just flying over. And this old boy said, look there, look, there's an eagle. And we all stopped and watched this eagle. Uh, he's flying over the lake. He wasn't a Baptist eagle. Preacher, I, I would be there Sunday, but it's just such a beautiful day. <laughs> I pastor something like that. So we'll be there in spirit, preacher. I don't care not about preaching to spirits. <laughs> I don't even walk through graveyards at night because I'm afraid one of them spirits going to go, yeah. amen. I like to see people. But you know, preacher, I work six days a week, 12 hours a day, and I've got this new boat. And I got these new jet skis. And I'm not knocking having those, but I ain't working six days a week, 12 hours a day for anything that would keep me from going to church. Yeah. Nothing wrong with some of them toys. All of us got our toys. But the truth is, nothing wrong with them. You know, I got this new bag. I never have understood why anybody pay $38,000 for a boat to catch a fish that long when you can get all you can eat at Captain D's for four ninety five. <laughs> don't make no sense to me. But it's a true thing. But help yourself. But I ain't stealing God's tithe to pay for them. And I ain't laying out of church to use them. But I pastor something like that. You know, God's out here. He's in the trees and he's in the grass. and He created all. I fellowship with him out here. I don't think the Bible backs that up. He's not a bad. He don't procrastinate. He don't put off till tomorrow what has to be done today. 
His very life depends on him doing what God put in his. We call, he has instinct. We have the Holy Ghost. His life depends on If you could watch him long enough, you'd see him pin his wings down by his side, point his face to the ground at 125 miles an hour, up to 125 miles, fall from the sky and grab one of them fish on top of that water closer to the, and crush that creature or some rabbit or rodent uh, going along the bank of that lake. His life depended on him. Somebody said, well, I'll really do something for the Lord when I retire. How you know you're ever going to get to retire? Boast ourselves not of another day. You may never get there. But he doesn't, he doesn't just keep flying around because it's such a nice day. Say, well, I'll just come back tomorrow and get it. Because he knows his life, his very life depends on him doing what needs to be done right now. People's lives depend on us doing, he didn't, the Lord doesn't mind us enjoying life, having some fun, whatever you want to call it. But sometimes we have to leave that. And we have to make up our mind what's important. Amen. Y'all still out there? I'm trying. I know my wife said that you ramble too much. But she don't mean to be criticizing. That, you know, but some of these things are a little long. But I've heard him. <laughs> He don't get in no hurry, does he? Help me, son. You ain't afraid of him, are you? Tell it. Amen. But two, two matters. You know, I, I, I'll get inside. This fellow that moved to my neighborhood, I'll give you an illustration that I've never got over it myself personally. This fellow moved not too far from where we live. His name was Bob. He's from Chicago. He's a devout Roman Catholic. Uh, 56 years old. Retired uh, Union electrician and invested in stocks and bonds and all this, and he made a bundle. And he retired and moved to East Tennessee. He had a big speedboat, $350,000 house, paid cash for, three acres, swimming pool, all that stuff. And, he's, and uh, I was uh, peeling around my yard one day, and he was walking his dog. He'd come down through my neighborhood walking, and uh, he said, hey, how do you make your yard? Looked like that at the time. It don't look like that now, but it did then. I just liked to pillow with it when I was home and got to know Bob. He said, Preacher, you ever play golf? I said, That's the only sport that ain't a sin. Yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> so we'd go every now and then. And uh, he's a super nice guy. Vietnam vet, loved his country. I mean, uh, just all, all kinds of good stuff about him. But he's uh, involved in this, uh, he's raised in that false religion. And you can't cram Jesus down nobody's throat. So I tried to be a friend with him and just sow the seed and water the seed and take my time and had him somewhat asking questions and interested. And I said, Bob, uh, maybe you go to church with me one day. And uh, he said, I'll, I'll have to ask my wife. I never have understood that one. But, you know, <laughs> anyway, I didn't get no amen out of none of you fellas. But, and, and she was uh, pretty much the dominating uh, person in the home, and she wouldn't, she wouldn't let him, and she wouldn't go. But I didn't, I didn't push it, you know. And uh, and my neighbor, and I'm not boasting. I have another neighbor who lives two houses up, and the Lord let me uh, witness to him, and he got saved. Come to a meeting, and I preached. He got saved in that meeting. His name was Bruce, and he'd been friends with Bob, and we've been kind of hitting on and trying to get the seed of God's word in this old boy's heart. And uh, one day, Bruce called me and said, "Hey, preacher, uh, Bob's had a massive heart attack, and he's up here in the." I see you, and he wants you to come up there. As I went up there, and they had these machines, you know, all that stuff hooked to him, and family members all gathered around, and he grabbed me by the arm, tears running down his face. He said, Preacher, why did God let this happen to me? And you don't have no answer for that. It's just he had one of them widowmaker vows, and his dad had died with it. But anyway, I, I let them people intimidate me. I'm trying to talk about what we need to do today may not see tomorrow. I let his wife and family intimidate me in there and instead of just trying to talk to him about eternity, I, I prayed and tried to soothe my conscience with a little old gospel thought or two in the prayer and I left. And I thought they was moving him to Knoxville, Tennessee and they're going to do heart surgery. Most people do okay with it. And I, I had to go out of town to Alabama to a prison and all I could think about when I was in Alabama that I let I let them people scare me a little bit about being bold. And I said, as soon as I get home, 
I'm going in that hospital. I don't care if the Pope's in there. I don't care what priest or family. I'm going right to Bob, and I'm going to tell him, straight up, he don't get saved. He's going to hell. And the time I got to Knoxville, Tennessee, Bob was dead. He died. His wife died later with cancer. And I can still see Bob. Somebody else lives there now, but I can see, as I'm going through that neighborhood, I can still see Bob sometime up there waving. Say, hey, preacher, when you got a, t- a day, maybe we would go hit, a, go hit one, go play around and I can still think. And Bruce down the street said, well, maybe he got right, David. I said, no, I believe we dropped the ball there, Bruce. And that may not be so, but that's the way I feel. We let things wait till tomorrow. We'll do it tomorrow. That eagle, he couldn't wait till tomorrow. Right. Am I doing any good here? We put that off. We let, we get intimidated. Amen. Well, I'm, I'm hurrying. I say that all the time, and I really am. Okay, chapter 14, back there. And I hate that. It bothers me. I never have got over that. Super guy. Lost man. And he may have not got saved if I had, but I'll never know. I'll never know. Here in Job 14, verse 2, he cometh forth like a flower and is cut down. Spoke of the shuttle and its movement, the wind with its motion, the cloud with its mist, and post with its message. Eagle after his memory. But here he speaks about the flower with its memory. Speaks of it with its memory and is cut down. It speaks about the contributions of our life. You ever been somewhere, somebody passed away, and people just load that church up or that funeral home with flowers? Beautiful. They say, boy, you see all the beautiful flowers? And the family members are excited about people. See, that's not for the one that's died. It's to bring comfort. It's a contribution to comfort those people that's hurting. Have you ever been somewhere that fellow maybe or the woman uh, lived in a nursing home, outlived everybody they knowed and, and all their family died and when they die, uh, maybe they, nobody knows them no more and they might have one of the little plant that the nursing home or funeral home put out. It's sad. My grandma, she's in heaven now, but when I was a boy, uh, my grandma, could, uh, she planted flowers, anything she touched. Uh, she had that special touch. Uh, and uh, sometimes you could go by there and all those flowers be blooming and, and, uh, and just, I mean, just beautiful. And I said, man, Ma, those things are beautiful. And, uh, and she said, go over there and smell that flower there. Uh, uh, get, just smell that sweet-smelling savor. Go over there and get a whiff of that. And then a month or so later, go by and the flowers are all dead and go. And I said, what happened, Ma? She said, that's all they do now. But if you concentrate hard enough, you can still smell that fragrance. My ma is the reason I'm saved. My ma and grandpa used to drink moonshine liquor and, uh, and made moonshine liquor, and we just lived that way. My grandpa would get drunk on that whiskey. He'd beat my grandmother up as a very violent man. When I was a 14-year-old boy, just with a chip on my shoulder, bitterness in my heart, and a dirty mouth, I made a mistake one day when my pa was drunk like that, and my grandma, he done beat her up. And, uh, and he's very mean when he's drunk. I made the mistake of sassing him and talking back to him, and I used some cuss words when I did it. And before that day's over, he shot me with a 12-gauge shotgun and left me laying in a patch of woods right up behind his house. It's kind of funny tonight, but it wasn't funny that day. I'll tell you one thing. I never did sass him again. I can tell you that. That, that pretty much broke me from sucking eggs. Amen. But uh, it wasn't long after that him and my mom visit Fairview Bible Baptist Church. When they come home that day, throw the liquor out the door, put the shotguns up in the closet, started going to church on Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. Something wonderful had happened to him down there. My ma, she couldn't read or write. She was illiterate. She never got no schooling. She didn't know how to drive. She was a, uh, just an old mountain lady. You'd have thought she's a little rude if you met her, but that was just her. She was, she was a good woman. She couldn't take you through the Bible and show you verse by verse. She didn't know how to read it, but she had met the God of the Bible. She'd go down there to that church. That preacher said, the Bible said, go out in the highways and hedges and compel them again that my house might be filled. Uh, and she knew that, uh, amen, uh, she'd work on me to get me down there to that church. Uh, hallelujah. She, and, and just like them flowers, when I think about my ma and them flowers, I can still smell that sweet-smelling food. When I think about her, it, makes me weep at every time the contribution she made in my life. 
Everybody in my family said, you need to forget him. He's a bum. He's never going to do nothing but live and die and go to hell. He's so wicked. And she'd tell him to shut their mouth and get out of the house. And he didn't have anything else to say. She talked me into going to church at Christmas. I believe in the virgin birth before I got saved. And she talked me into going at Easter. I believe in the resurrection of Christ when I was a ranked sinner. Then she said they're having a homecoming down there, David. They're frying chicken, tater salad, pies and cake. Even a drunk would go for a free meal. Hallelujah. Jesus said, follow me and I'll make you fishes of men. So they put a chicken wing on the hook. Hallelujah. And I'd go down there because I loved that old lady because she loved me. She didn't pick on me how I looked, what I was. She'd been where I was at, and she knew the same God saved her and changed her and saved me. Amen. I'd go down there and eat that chicken. Before you got to eat that chicken, that preacher would hang you out over hell for about 45 minutes, make you feel like a dog. Amen. When he got done preaching, I didn't want no chicken. I wanted out there. Hallelujah. Faith come by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Hey, thank God. Hey, when they read your name in the obituary, what are they going to say about you? What kind of contribution have you made? Have you caused anybody to get thirsty or hungry for God's word? Well, spoke about the flower with this memory, which speaks of the contributions of our life. And then last of all, same verse. Cometh forth like a flower, and is cut down, he fleeth also as his shadow. Then spoke about the shuttle with his movement, the wind with his motion, clouds with his message, the post after his message, the eagle after his meal. Amen. The, the flower in his memory. Here he speaks about the shadow with its moment, which speaks of the conclusion of our life. What kind of shadow are you cast? To have a shadow has everything to do with the location of the sun. Where's the sun in your life? Soon the sun's going to set, and there'll be no more shadow. Acts chapter 5, they thought if they could get their sick folks where Simon Peter's shadow overcast them. They didn't have to touch the hem of the Lord's garment. They didn't have to touch Peter, but they just wanted to get their sick folks were around somebody being close enough to the Lord. They thought if his shadow, just his shadow overcast them. My ma, I used to say, Ma, what do you mean get saved? She, she, could, she said, she couldn't take it through the Bible. She said, if you quit that wickedness, trust Christ. That's repentance. That's faith. Amen. God will save you. You know what my mom would do? She knew the same church she got saved in. She got under the shadow of those people that had been around the Lord. She knew if she could get me down there under the shadow of that church. Amen. You know where I went that morning when I got saved? All I knew was my grandma and grandpa. I saw God change their life so drastic. Amen. I saw things in their life. I knew that they had something. You know where I headed that morning? I headed where they is at. I needed to get under the shadow. Amen. That church had been praying for me. When I walked in there, they was rejoicing. When I walked out there, I was rejoicing. I, hallelujah. Amen. What kind of shadow are you casting? Does anybody feel like they can get their folks around you? You might help them come to the Lord. Shadow's going to soon be over. Sun's soon going to set. Come on, preacher, I'm done. I've preached too long. I don't know if it helped you or not. If you feel like you need to come, some of you might not be saved. I have no idea. I've only been here one or two times in my life. And maybe just bow your head just for a minute. There may be somebody here tonight who says, Preacher, I've never been saved. I wouldn't embarrass you for nothing. But if you feel like you, uh, God's speaking to you and, and you want me in this church to pray for you, anybody here lost tonight, slip up your hand and say, Preacher, I've never been saved, but I'd like for you to pray for me. Anybody at all? Anybody? Anybody? I can't see all the way back. Now maybe here tonight say, Preacher, I've wasted a lot of my life. My life's slipping away. So preacher, I'm saved, but I'm not casting much of a shadow. I'm not doing much uh, to contribute or to help nobody, but I want to. With an uplifted hand, say, preacher, that's me. Pray for me, anybody, anybody, anybody. All right. Lord, thank you for the privilege of being here tonight. And I ask you to bless the remainder of the service. In Jesus' name, amen, amen.